Hey guys, Daryl Kappen here from Wild Men Life, wildmenlife.com, where we help men become bold, wild, confident, and free in their daily walk. Today's lesson, which is entitled Walking by the Spirit, It's Time for a Reformation, is a second lesson in a six-part series that I started a couple weeks ago on Romans chapter 8, Being Confident and Free. And this week's lesson is kind of picking up where we left off in last week's lesson, which we finished up with Romans chapter 12, verse 2, that said, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Now, if you didn't get a chance to watch that lesson, I'd really recommend that you go back and watch that lesson in the introduction that I did a couple of weeks ago uh, on Romans chapter 8, what we're going to be discussing over the next six weeks. But what was really interesting is, After doing that lesson last week, I thought, you know, my mind is transformed and I am walking with a renewed mind until something came up this week that recognized an old habit or an old pattern or an old thought process popped up uh, just from a single thing that happened to me. Now, to give you an illustration, you can call me Daryl or you can call me Cap'n. And either one of those seems like terms of endearment to me. But if somebody's calling me Daryl Lee Kappen with my middle name, instantly fear and dread comes into my heart because I'm reminded of the times that my mom used my middle name, Daryl Lee Kappen, or the times that my wife has used my middle name, Daryl Lee Kappen. And knowing that right after that phrase, something is going to be spoken to me, usually life, but it's usually something that I have done wrong and I need to be corrected. And it reminded me once again that, you know, the transformed mind is something that's really easy to speak, but hard to practice. And even after I did last week's lesson on transformed by the renewing of my mind and what we had studied last week, I realized there was more to this subject than what we had covered last week. So we're going to go into a little bit more detail this week about what it means to have a transformed mind. We're going to be talking about Romans chapter uh, chapter 8, verses 5 to 14. And I want to read those verses to you first. I'll put them here on the screen so you can follow with me. Romans chapter 8, verses 5 to 14. Those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh, but those who live according to the Spirit set their minds on the things of the Spirit. The mind of the flesh is death. But the mind of the spirit is life and peace. Because the mind of the flesh is hostile to God, it does not submit to God's law, nor can it do so. Those controlled by the flesh cannot please God. You, however, are controlled not by the flesh, but by the spirit. If the spirit of God lives in you, and if anyone does not have the spirit of Christ, he does not belong to Christ. But if Christ is in you, your body is dead because of sin. Yet your spirit is alive because of righteousness. And if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, he who raised Christ Jesus from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who lives in you. Therefore, brothers, we have an obligation, but it is not to the flesh to live according to it. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. For all who are led by the Spirit of God are sons of God. So we're going to look at 
What does it look like to have a mind that is controlled by the flesh? And I don't want to spend a lot of time on this because I think by nature we can automatically figure it out. But let me just throw these up on the screen for you really quick. And let's just take a brief look at these before we go to take a look at a mind that is controlled by the spirit. The mind of this flesh is death. It is hostile towards God. It cannot submit to God's law and it cannot please God. So what does a mind controlled by the flesh look like? Here's four verses for you. Romans 12, 2, conformed to the pattern of this world, which is a fear conscious. Romans 7, 25, in my mind, I really want to obey God's law, but because of my sinful nature, I am a slave to sin, which is sin conscious. Here's another verse, Philippians 2, 3, and 4. Don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others. Be humble. Thinking of others is better than yourselves. Don't look out only for your own interest, but take an interest in others too. This is being self-conscious or self-centeredness. Proverbs 16, 18. Pride goes before destruction and haughtiness before a fall, which is pride conscious. So I believe that these four things that we just talked about in these in these four verses really define and can be trigger points for us to see if we're having a mind that's controlled by the flesh instead of the mind controlled by the spirit, which is basically fear conscious, sin conscious, self-centeredness, and pride consciousness. So let's take a look at a little bit more detail of what does a mind look like that is controlled by the spirit. So let me put these up on the screen for you so we can discuss them for just a moment. According to Romans 8, verses 5 to 14, the mind of the Spirit is life and peace. The Spirit is alive because of righteousness. And there's life in your mortal bodies, mortal bodies through His Spirit. So let's look at what does a mind controlled by the Spirit look like? Here's four verses I want you to consider. 2 Corinthians 3.17 For the Lord is the Spirit, and wherever the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. So that's freedom conscious. 2 Timothy 1.7 For God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power, love, and self-discipline. Well, there's three of them there. There's power consciousness, love conscious, and discipline conscious, all from one verse, 2, Corinthians, 2 Timothy 1.7. Philippians 2, verses 3 and 4, we already covered in the first one, but let's look at it in a different way. Don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others. Be humble. Thinking of others is better than yourselves. Don't look out only for your own interest, but take an interest in others too. So this would be putting others first or first consciousness. And the last verse I want us to look at is Colossians 3, verses 1 and 2. Since you have been raised to new life with Christ, set your sights on the realities of heaven, where Christ sits in the place of honor at God's right hand. Think about the things of heaven, not the things of earth, which is kingdom consciousness. So, so those are the four things that you can run as a filter to find out how is your, how is your mind translating thought processes within your head. Are you walking in freedom? Are you walking in selflessness instead of selfishness? Are you walking in a kingdom mindset? Are you walking in a path that is 
pointed towards God and not pointed towards the enemy or the flesh, I believe that those are really easy uh, triggers that you can look at, these four things that we have looked at. So let's go back to Romans chapter 12, verses two, verse 2 that we talked about last week in our lesson. And let's dive into this a little bit deeper, okay? I love how this is translated in the Passion Translation. Listen to this just a moment. Stop intimidating the ideals and opinions of the culture around you, but be inwardly transformed by the Holy Spirit through a total reformation of how you think. This will empower you to discern God's will as you live a beautiful life, satisfying and perfect in His eyes. I want to put this up on the screen for you really quick. This is what reformation means. I love how in the Passion Translation they talk about a reformation in our minds. Let's look at the word reformation itself and what does that mean. Reformation means making changes to something with the intentions of setting it back on the right path. Remember in last week's lesson where we talked about recalibrating our direction, where we where we use our confession of sin to get us back on the course. This is kind of the same thing. That's what Reformation is. It's taking and making changes to set us back on the right path. When capitalized, the Reformation refers specifically to the Protestant Reformation in Europe, which was a religious change instigated in 1517 by Protestants who wished to reform the Catholic Church. So the Reformation that happened, we've heard about the Reformation period uh, back in 1517, which was 502 years ago that this all happened. The Reformation period was a group of people that started studying the scriptures and recognized salvation was by grace and grace alone and did not align with what the Catholic Church was teaching at the time. And there was a Reformation at that time that happened where a group of people came out and said, we're going to follow what the word of God says instead of following the traditions of the Catholic church and what the Catholic church was teaching. Honestly, man, I think it's time for a new reformation for us. I believe that we have been caught for so long in a mindset that puts the body first and then the soul and then the spirit. Let's have a reformation. Let's flip that on its head and let's put the spirit first and then the soul and then the body and let's focus on what the mind of the spirit looks like. And I believe that it's time for a reformation to do this, guys. Are you ready for this? I really believe after 502 years, it's time for us to have a reformation and put the spirit first instead of the body first. Let's do that. Now, there's some tools that I can share with you from Ephesians chapter 6 that I believe helps us with this. There's like six pieces of equipment, six pieces of armor that will help us with this new reformation that we're going into, and it's from Ephesians chapter 6. Let me put these up on the screen for you just briefly. Stand your ground, putting on the belt of truth and the body of armor of God's righteousness. So what does that mean? That means committing every thought process that you have to the word of God. Align it with the word of God. Align it with the spirit. The second one is for shoes, put on peace that comes from the good news so that you will be fully prepared. So you can't have peace and fear in the same room. Fear will drive out peace, and peace will drive out fear. Let's look at the third one. 
In addition to all these, hold up the shield of faith to stop the fiery arrows of the devil. Now, faith comes against fear, doubt, and unbelief. Fear, doubt, and unbelief wipes faith out. So you have to choose that you're going to walk by faith and not by sight. This is one of the verses that we've learned from our past. Let's look at weapon number four. Put on salvation as your helmet. We need to thank God every day that we're God's kids. We need to be so thankful for the salvation that he has given to us. That is a big, big weapon. Thankfulness is a big weapon. Here's another one. Take the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Here's my challenge. I'm challenging you each day to go into your Word and find a verse, or maybe it's a verse that you have in your mind. Find a verse that you're going to hold on to for that day, and that is going to be your word for the day. It is so important, guys. That's my challenge for you this week, is every day say, God, I don't know what word it is. I'm just going to wait for you and tell me what the word is. You might be surprised at what he tells you. But he wants to speak to you. We're going to talk about this in a couple in a couple lessons. I'm so excited about getting to teach you a lesson on how to get a prophetic word from God. We don't have time today. You're going to have to come back in the next lesson, next two lessons, and you're going to have to find out what that one is. It's so important. So the last one, number six, let me read this to you. This is still from Ephesians chapter six. Pray in the spirit at all times and on every occasion. Stay alert and be persistent in your prayers for all believers everywhere. What this is talking about is your prayer language. Now, those of you that have been baptized in the Holy Spirit, you know that with that gift of the baptism of the Holy Spirit comes a specific prayer language that is in a language that we don't understand. It can't be translated by our minds. It is the Spirit speaking to the Heavenly Father on our behalf through a vocal spoken prayer language. Now, if you don't have the baptism of the Holy Spirit and you're trying to walk with a mind that is controlled by the Spirit, it's like trying to go to battle in your underwear with no, with no weapons to defend you. And trust me, this battle of the Spirit, of your mind, the battle of your mind to keep your mind controlled by the Spirit is not a whitey-tidy thing. You can't wear your whitey-tidies into this battle and expect to be successful. 1 John 1-7. But if we are living in the light, as God is in the light, then we have fellowship with each other, and the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. If we walk in the light, walking in the spirit is walking in the light. Walking in the flesh is walking in darkness. And he has given us the light of life to walk in, to, to transform our minds by the renewing of our spirits, to, to transform us by the renewing of our minds so that we are walking in spirit tied to the Holy Spirit, our soul tied to our spirits who is tied to the Holy Spirit, and our bodies 
falling in alignment automatically because our soul and our spirit are totally in tune with the God's spirit. That's what we've talked about today, guys. That's the end of my lesson. I can't wait to teach you next week. Um, the next lesson that we're going to cover is adopted sons. And oh, man, are you going to want to hear this lesson? It is so powerful of what we have been given as his adopted sons. My name is Daryl Kappen. I'm from Wild Men Life, wildmenlife.com, where we help men become bold, wild, confident, and free. Now listen, I'm putting it at the bottom here. You need to like this video, you need to share this video, and you need to subscribe to my YouTube channel so that you can get these lessons as they're coming out. And I just look forward to meeting with you the next time that we talk about adopted sons and wait until you hear what the Lord's got to share with us from Romans chapter 8 about being adopted sons. See ya.